0: Akasha, and welcome to the One Within All, and thank you for tuning your information intake channels to the innerverse. Lately, we've been really hitting a stride with finding guests who have learned the value of authentic self-love and are working their unique type of magic by practicing their own creative flow. Many of us have heard phrases like light work and shadow work bandied about by our more spiritually minded amigos, but After the last several episodes, it seems clear to me that the best way to balance the opposites within is to take care of our bodies and keep our energy centers flowing. And although our last many guests have been mainly conceptual creators who have had a lot to say about the shadow, ego, and self-esteem, today we're bringing things home with a truly transcendental tinkerer, an artist of all trades and all-around dynamo of good vibes, the metaphysical metalsmith of making mundane materials into magical artifacts, the mastermind polymath behind the shop known as Third Eye Jewelry. His name is Brandon Arnold, and after last week's guest, Jamie Seed, told a story about an amulet that Brandon made for him, I was reminded that I've always wanted to get this live artist and wonder wizard on the show for quite some time. And our guest today, Brandon Arnold, is the type of artist who has an inviting and friendly aura, and will doubtless leave you with a laugh and a grin if you find him at a festival and say hi. And that's why I'm pretty stoked to have him here with us today for a longer conversation where we can get to know the man without having to pull him away from expressing his true genius on a canvas or a jewelry bench. I'm definitely interested in finding out some of the potential synchronicities and magical experiences that Brandon has most likely had from working so closely with crystals and about the potential for objects that we create to be charged with intentional energy and power to create real changes in consciousness for those who wear them. The power of symbols is something we rarely reckon fairly, and the beauty of unique creations like Brandon's has an amplifying effect on the latent energy in stones and crystals. In fact, the beauty in things very well might be the source of all power and energy, as we rarely care about things that we don't find beautiful in some way, and care is actually the driving force behind all manifestations in the cosmos because what isn't cared about just doesn't get done. So let's take a moment for self care and remind ourselves of our inherent connection to earth and sky and open up our inner senses to that warm and tingly dynamo in our chest and core. This feeling you can so easily forget but just as simply remember on the regular. This is the bioenergetic fusion reactor star forge of your soul and it's something we can always tap into and fire up to burn away negative energy that accumulates on us as we move through the world. Just like your body needs a shower sometimes, take this moment while feeling that connection to your innermost to ask the built up charge to balance itself out, sending the extra electrons to the earth or to a big crystal you might have nearby or just visualizing a clear white light and bathing in that with your eyes closed and a smile pointed inward. You can remember this power you have to fully relax and discharge as often as you want. And like any ability, the more you use it, the stronger it becomes. And I'm feeling pretty strongly right now that it's time to get this wizard business on the road with the illustrious Brandon Arnold of Third Eye Jewelry. Remember to check the show notes for links related to this episode. And don't forget to go look at thirdeyejewelry.com. Do it right now. To see the insanely cool and highly diverse wearable artwork for sale there, you'll definitely blow your mind. Brandon, my man, thanks for being here and welcome to the Interverse. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, because I used a lot of fancy words in that intro, but to really describe <laughs> your artwork is going to take a little bit. So I think that maybe you could represent that for us.
1: Cool. Yeah. So I'm Brandon Arnold. I'm a jewelry, full-time jeweler, full-time just artist in general. So I've mainly been focusing on jewelry the last uh, maybe three to four years or so. I started pretty much going to our local community college out in St. Charles and just taking a bunch of classes. And I kind of had a revelation we can get more into that later and, uh, that I wanted to be a full-time artist and I really wanted to surround myself by the music festivals and just the whole vibe and everything. Um, it was, it was so beautiful and it was really what I had always been taught. Um, I really saw a lot of the things I had been taught being implemented in real action (laughs) at the music festival. So I just thought that was the place i needed to be. So yeah, right now i've been working on jewelry and basically i'm making metaphysical jewelry, but the jewelry i'm making, its the purpose is to harness the healing and metaphysical properties of the stones and crystals while also making, you know, a really fashionable piece of jewelry that is fun to wear. You know, it can either make a statement or it might just it might just be something fun, you know. It might just might just really speak to you. So I like to incorporate the crystals and stones with the metal because that increases the property, the metaphysical properties, and also the conductivity of the individual. So I'm amplifying and increasing the healing energies of the stones, trying to increase energy of people and uh, really cleanse cleanse them and you know you're also looking cool <laughs> while you're doing it <laughs> and I really think that's how the uh, kind of the human race is going to be have a responsible living and uh, really really live harmoniously with with the world and everything everything is a part of it you know including us so that's kind of yeah it's kind of rundown
0: on me I really hope you guys are checking out Brandon's website right now because it'd be really easy to go to the notes and find the link and just be right there. Really cool website, by the way. Super awesome design. I love the crazy outer space flying asteroids in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And you made that yourself too. So like I was saying in the intro, totally a creator of all trades. And I can definitely resonate with that. I find myself interested in so many diverse things. And oddly enough, it's still not even overlapping with what you do very much, despite the fact that we're both extremely widely interested people. But back to talking about the cool to wear fashionable aspect of the jewelry. I think that that is actually a conductivity booster too. Like I was trying to hint at in the intro, because that excitement that a person feels whenever they put on a crazy electroformed copper steampunk crystal goggles (laughs) that you make. I mean, there's so many words, you just got to see it guys. But that excitement, when you put that on, is definitely channeling your own energy more because part of what you feel when you're excited is like your body feels revved up in a way. And right. so that, that right there is proof positive to me that there is something going on. And energy is definitely related to consciousness. So whenever you're consciously aware that something has a particular effect, plus you're really stoked about wearing it, I think that's like the magic combination right there, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's like, you know, putting on a new pair of shoes or something, you know, you feel, you feel pretty, pretty special.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that. Cause I actually just like got a little bit of extra money for the first time in a while. And I haven't bought a pair of shoes for myself in years. I've just been wearing hand-me-downs from my dad, who's like a shoe and he buys stuff that he doesn't wear very much. And he gives it to me and it's like a size or a size and a half too big. And so that's yeah. been like the shoes... I've just been walking around in my dad's shoes for years. <laughs> and there's like probably something metaphorical, symbolic about that. But yeah, I finally got a pair of shoes that I consciously chose. And I felt good about like the brand, like not brand and like uh, I'm identified with the brand. But the company I was buying it from seemed like they weren't shady, like maybe doing some yeah. ecologically beneficial things. Anyway, right. the shoes are the best thing. It's just totally made me feel different. I don't know. There's a lot to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's important too. I mean, your shoes are important. <laughs> you know, that starts starts from your feet, goes up your back. I mean, that can yeah, that's huge. I always tell people, you know, if they got any problems, like, hey man, what kind of shoes you wearing? What kind of inserts you got? Because I always wear like really nice inserts that are actually custom fit for my foot with all the walking and traveling I do. And I just went to a chiropractor for the first time in forever, and they did a scan of my back, and she was like, "Well, uh, why don't you come over here?" And I was like, oh "Okay, what are we looking at?" She's like, "Well," um, I just want you to see what a like pretty much a perfect back looks like, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "Man, how uh, what? What do you do?" I'm like, "Well, I've been wearing these kind of inserts, you know, forever." And she was like, "Oh, well, you know, it's it's doing it."
0: That's amazing. She was like,
1: you're "Like a perfect patient." And I was like, "Awesome, <laughs> that's good to hear. Thank you."
0: <laughs> I'm sure that has something connection with your kind of like carefree but high energy and like motivated type of personality and attitude because. There's a lot like in magical traditions that relate the spine to the chakra centers, you know, and like your expression of your authentic self. So having like a totally loose and flexible and not knotted up back and spine, I think that definitely matters. And it's it's something that we see in the world that's causing problems is the pain people are in from the fact that they can't they're not really relaxed at all. And I wonder if that has to do with not expressing what you're there to do in the world, like going to a job you don't really believe in and how that low level mental stress is always kind of gnawing at you. And that's, what's making you tense.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're in pain, I mean, I'm never in any kind of pain, uh, which is very, I'm very fortunate. You know, I was, uh, my parents always took care of me when I was younger and um, yeah, not being in pain is huge. Cause like you said, I mean, it, it definitely adds to the amount of energy that I'm able to upkeep and or maybe able to keep up with. And I mean, just my overall mental state cause I'm not constantly having something kind of nag at me. Cause I can, I can think even for my girlfriend, she's always got like back pains and stuff, which we're getting under control now with chiropractic work and uh, good inserts and good shoes and stuff. And it's like, man, I mean, you can just tell a difference immediately. And um, yeah, yeah, uh, starting as a kid and uh, being adjusted as a child, and you know, um, my parents were really into the metaphysical stuff. Uh, they went to school of metaphysics, and actually, that's where they met in St. Louis. And um, so, they were into holistic and uh, all all the natural medicines and everything like that. So, I've really been, uh, yeah, I've really been fortunate and uh, raised from a really really strong point. Uh, from the beginning, which, uh, which is really why I resonated with the music festivals a lot is because it seems like a lot of those people either had been raised in the same kind of environment or were searching for that, for that kind of embrace.
0: Yeah, I can relate, dude. My, my experience with music festivals, especially at the beginning was such a 180 game changer for my life. And, That's what made me start thinking like, okay, what do I actually want to do? I think it can be an initiation type of thing because especially for men, I think women have a little bit more of a natural initiation to womanhood because their bodies are physically like indicating that they're transitioning in a net. Like, you know what I mean? That's nature. But we need some sort of an act or quest to act out because that's like the male, the masculine energy is sort of the external quester. We need that it. job. <laughs> yeah, we need a job. Right. So, and and it's not that obviously both genders play both roles out and initiatory experiences in the world are important for women too, but I think men get way more lost without something like that. And yeah, yeah the, well, the festival has totally transformed my perspective on the universe too. So I'm curious about your revelation that you spoke of to go full time and like maybe a little bit more about what that was like.
1: I was junior in high school. I just hung out with everybody. That was kind of how our high school was. Everybody just hung out with everyone. Uh, it was Francis Howell North High School. Shout out, that was fun school. You know, still talk to a lot of the people from there. Still really good friends with a lot of the people from there. So I kind of... That was kind of a great environment. Uh, so I could just hang out with anyone and everybody was always kind of welcome everywhere. One of the groups that I was hanging out with, they were going to music festivals. And I moved down the street from uh, one of my buddies, Danny Nisswanger. He was like the artist that I like the coolest artist I had ever met that in person and was really relatable because you know he's my like real friend. So I saw him doing like drawing and painting and sculpting, and just doing all kinds of stuff. And his brothers are like that too. So I was just like, man, I, w- I want to be an artist because uh, I had never really taking art classes in high school. Uh, I was, I was an athlete. I did all the sports all year round. And then I also did paintball outside of that, where we were a competitive team. We traveled around the country and, uh, we were actually like number two team for D3 in the entire United States, uh, for a couple of years, we were really good. And, um, so, you know, I was, I was full sports. And then I, they took me to the festivals and man, after the first one, I mean, you know, I had some experiences that I hadn't really had in that kind of magnitude for that size of groups. It was a spook stock. And uh, so it was really fun too, because everybody was all dressed up and uh, in costume. And I had a big gorilla suit. It was a full fur gorilla suit that I had on. That was a lot of fun. So that was kind of the revelation where I saw other artists there that that's what they did is travel around the country and they sold art or they, you know, they were making it and that's what they were doing. And I was meeting the people at the festivals and just seeing the, the love and the vibe. And that was the vibe that my family always had. And I had always seen, and I had always seen to my friends. I knew that was something special because I know it's not like that everywhere. That was it, man. After that I was hooked. I just wanted to always be around that that love. It was, you know, you can go up and talk to anybody. Everyone was giving you hugs and and sitting down and looking at you in the eye and really talking to you. Like really listening. It really looked like they cared and that was that was it, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, it's like you you came home to uh, your extended yeah. family. What I also think happens is that feeling of wanting the whole world to be the way that it feels when you're in that type of a setting that inspires us to actually pick up our tools and become creators right. by making our life dedicated to right. that culture and, and all that. You're probably going to pick up a few stragglers from the so-called real world or yep. the matrix more like. Who actually jump over and they're like, oh, yeah, this is what I was looking for. And I didn't know it even existed. But because you're doing your thing, I saw this and I'm with you. And I think that, I mean, because that's kind of like how it happens for us. We got drugged there by a friend the first time. And then you're, next thing you know, you're wearing a costume or a mask or a crazy outfit. And you totally don't have to be the, the you that you were being for 20 plus years before that, all of a sudden for this one night or this one weekend, you can be whatever you, you want and everyone's going to be yeah. cool. <laughs> I mean, as far as, as far as that goes, you want to be the you that is nice and loving and compassionate and, you know, not stealing <laughs> shit and all that. But <laughs> that goes without yeah, saying, I, I hope, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm curious about the history with paintball. That's something I didn't know about You, is there anything it taught you that you kind of still carry?
1: Yeah, so um, I can kind of yeah. So I started paintball when I was really young. It was a way for me and my me and my dad to really connect, and it, it really just flourished into something that allowed me to be able to travel around the country, which I love to travel. And so that was I've just always been traveling for my whole life, and there's always been something that's kind of allowed me to do that, which is. I mean, you know, I'm fortunate and it's just what I've been attracting uh, since I was a little kid, you know, and that, that was probably manifested from things that my parents taught. But yeah, that was, that was my passion before I got into art was paintball, man. Some artists will tell you this or musicians or just an artist in general that, you know, you learn one craft, you hone one craft and then you pretty... You pretty much can apply that to anything. So you know, you learn life just from really learning one thing. And I mean, folk it helped me focus a lot. It really helps release, you know, aggression. You know, just male male aggression as a young <laughs> boy growing up. Just all that testosterone. So that was that was a great avenue for me to learn how to kind of focus on one thing. Uh, it taught me that a healthy way to release kind of tension and stress or just any of that, any of the stuff that we, we have every day or, you know, we grow up with, hopefully we don't have that every day, but at least not uh, too heavy. So yeah. And it taught me to, to calm down. You know, you're in an intense situation and to make uh, the right decision, you need to calm down and you need to breathe And it's kind of what they teach like military, uh, you know, to breathe and it brings your heart back to a normal resting heart rate. Even if you're in an intense situation, if you just focus on your breath. Yeah, that was huge. That was a huge thing that I learned. Um, And I kind of already, you know, had the idea of practicing meditation and stuff like that. Even as a little kid, you know, we did that kind of stuff, but yeah. You know, it, see, having it, it, happen in a real life situation really makes you uh, learn it a lot quicker and really makes it solid because you're like, okay, well, this is real. You know, you can, you can apply it. So yeah. Staying calm, kind of learning about myself. And that was just kind of because I was honing a craft. Um, so I learned, you know, what, what I was thinking. And it was kind of just like, you know, meditation, it kind of brings you back and, Kind of puts you into your head, so you kind of know what's going on in your head, what your thoughts are, so you can kind of be aware. <laughs> and so, you always want to be aware of what's going on around you, and not get caught up with uh, how it's making you feel, and not letting those feelings push you in a direction that you maybe might not want. Going with feelings is great if it's the right feeling, but being aware of what feeling you're following. I think is really key. And that was, I mean, that's like, yeah, that was the key. That was the key right there was be aware of what emotions are happening and, and why, why you want to do it. And then other times it was just, you just have to react. So that was another big thing. Just react and just do it because nothing's going to happen if you don't just do it. And also there's really small, really short opportunities for you to make a move sometimes and really change a game, and that applies to life in general. Um, I mean, there can be huge opportunities that you will be think you'll be thinking about something, and there'll be an opportunity that'll just spark instantly, instant manifestation into your life, and you're like, oh man, well I wasn't ready for this, so I'm going to wait till it happens again. Well, it might not come around for a long time, or it might not come around again. So it's like you. You know, you have to have to jump in there and really take advantage of opportunities as they come up, you know, be able to be flexible. You know, someone wakes you up at three in the morning and says, hey, man, you know, <laughs> this is going on. Oh, my gosh. You know, you're just talking about this yesterday. Well, you know, I, I, you know don't be like, oh, I'm going to just sleep a little bit. Maybe it'll be there in the morning. No, you're going to get up then. and If you really want it, you're going to go you're going to go grab it. You know, and, um, I, I really think that's a huge part of life is, um, you know, going with the flow, but having a clear idea of what you want to manifest or create, uh, bring about in your life. And, uh, when it shows up, jump on it, you know, uh, interact, interact with that because that's, yeah, that's it. That's how you move forward. You know, you can (laughs) there's 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 a there's a good balance there in between letting the world kind of do its have its will on everything and and you uh really taking advantage of situations
0: yeah you totally blew my mind with the paintball wisdom <laughs> i'm i got a lot more than i bargained for i thought i just i can, i don't know i just didn't really instantly connect to all those aspects of it that totally improve mindfulness in a big way because a lot of times when we are In our bubble like meditating if we have a practice like that it's usually in like a dark quiet room somewhere comfortable like in our house but how does that mind uh, how does that mindfulness apply whenever the shit is hitting the fan (laughs) and yeah with paintball it's not like life or death consequences but you do have to be clear and aware to make to seize the moment strike while the irons hot as they say I think that's such a great life lesson to apply and especially when you're faced with a difficult or even, like, frightening situation, I'll, I'll relate a kind of embarrassing story. Last night, there were crazy storms here. same like here. Some of the gnarliest lightning I've seen in a long time. I don't know what's going on. But at one point in the middle of the night, I woke up and heard sirens going off. Like, oh, there's a definitely a tornado spotted somewhere nearby. I checked on my phone. Yep, there's definitely a tornado somewhere on the ground in near in the like my house was right in the middle of the zone that was highlighted. So I was just like, okay, do so you well, go on the front porch? <laughs> like, what do, I, <laughs> dude, what do I do? Basically, all I ended up doing is I put my cats in the bathroom so that they wouldn't be by the windows because they were watching out the window. Yeah, and then I lay back down and I thought about it. I'm like, do I wake up my wife? Do I try to move us to the bathroom? Do I just assume it's probably going to be okay and wait a little longer and it'll just go away? And uh, then I was really tired. So I was like, maybe I'll just go back to sleep and it'll be fine. But like, re- like if that was something worse, like an armed robber, I hope I wouldn't freeze like that. And <laughs> I don't think I'll ever encounter an armed robber. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes life does really put you in a situation where you've got to act or something could happen that you don't want to happen. You know, not just trying to make something happen that you do want to happen. Right. And yeah, that's it. That's important to know, but also I think life doesn't typically throw those things at you before you're ready for them. So you can trust that you're ready when the moment comes up and that might help you with getting out of the fear and realizing that you got to do what you got to do.
1: Yeah, I think trusting that, you know, you're ready, I think that's good because <laughs> whether you know you really are or not, if you believe in that, then that takes away that whole anxiety and um thinking about it twice. Uh, you you'll, you'll just react because you believe in yourself and that's really important. Um, just believing in yourself and your own ability. That's yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the key.
1: Cause you're yeah. the one who's going to make it happen.
0: Yeah. I think that's the key to going full time too. And yeah. surviving the sort of panic of not having a safety net of a steady job. I speak not from experience cause I'm still under the safety net of a steady job, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, and I go back and forth. You know, sometimes I wish that I had a little safety net. I mean, I wouldn't even—I wouldn't say that I'm completely comfortable with no anxiety being a full-time artist. <laughs> it's kind of—it's kind of back and forth. It has a yeah, it has a heavy ebb and flow of you know being very comfortable where I'm—I'm I'm like, all right, I'm good. And then it'll have very dead times where it's—it's it's cutting it close, um, but. I mean, I also have support, you know, from friends and family, which I mean, I would never, have, well, maybe I would have, but it would have been a lot harder to do this without support of friends and family. You know, if I'm having a hard time, you know, someone will buy something or they'll have, you know, they'll have a job and be like, Oh yeah, well, hey, come, come do this mural over here. You know, we've been thinking about it for a while and, and then, um, I'll go and I'll go and do that for them. And so, you know, friends and family have really, really morphed what I've become today, and it's really allowed me a lot more comfort and a lot more freedom to be able to make what I want. And I've always been taught since I was a little kid. That's why my parents were always teaching me: is do what you love, do what you love, do what you love, because you learn it now, and then it'll pay in the end. You know, don't do something because you need money or something, because then you're not going to like it later because you're not doing it for the right reason. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's been instilled in my brain since I was,
0: You're lucky, man. That's lucky. That's a very fortunate set of parents.
1: I am. I'm, I mean, yeah, I've, (laughs) I'm, I'm more fortunate than anybody that I know.
0: (laughs) I'm the luckiest person I know. That's what I always say about myself. So I think that, that we have a lot in common. Although I didn't have hippie parents, I at least <laughs> have super loving and supportive parents. That's Unfortunately, good. they didn't keep me away from, you know, like the mainstream medical industry and a lot of the common toxins of the diet. But, yep. but I was able to tr- make those decisions for myself because I had the self-love that right. and, and the love, like compassion, I guess, for the world taught to me by my parents. That's all. That's the real crux of it, I I would say. But, you know, you're lucky because you also get to sort of live without the stress of wondering, like, man, what kind of health problems are my parents going to have because they won't stop eating McDonald's? Like, I've seen (laughs) your parents probably eat some good stuff. Yeah, they don't eat McDonald's. all
1: organic, you know, no GMO. We got our own gardens. Um, So, I mean, they grow a lot, which I lived with them up to the last eight months for, about four or five years. I moved out for a while and then had another revelation and went back to school and now I'm almost done with that. And, um, but yeah, they have, they have gardens that I've been helping with and it's all organic. You know, we don't do any GMO and we got bees and, you know, very into the survival kind of, um, homestead. I don't don't want to call it a movement, but right now it kind of is a movement. Which makes it really nice because there's a lot more
0: knowledge. We need it to be a movement.
1: Yeah, it's really great. You know, people. I think sometimes people get down on like on things that are hip or trendy, but these are like really healthy trends right now, uh, <laughs> which is great.
0: Well, I think it's a natural instinct to be wary of trends, especially because most trends are coming from some sort of really, really wealthy source that's trying to conceal the trend and market it to you in a really clever way. But, you know, the, the trend to become self-reliant, that is not coming from a corporation. That's coming from the spirit of humankind waking right. up to itself and going, hey, wait, 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 wait. Our ancestors always just grew their own food and they didn't depend on anybody other than themselves. What happened and why are we all babies now? And I think it's right. really a <laughs> big question. It's important to ask. It's hard to ask because it's a long journey back to that full self-reliance that we used to have.
1: Right. Yeah. And I don't think we have to go all the way back either. You know, I think it's, we have a really nice system that we have right now. It just needs to be tweaked a little bit.
0: Very well said.
1: You know, some, some areas won't be able to grow certain things or raise certain animals or, you know, just do certain activities. And so it takes, it's the community thing, you know, so it takes people on different levels so that we don't have to do everything like, do as much as you can. And it, it's, it's very possible for people to grow a lot of their own food and, you know, maybe raise a few animals if you want to eat some animals or, you know, go out in the wild. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways that we can improve the system that we're already living in. Like, I don't, yeah, it doesn't need to be, you know, taken away. Cause it's a great, it's a great system to get stuff done really fast with, with, how much, how many connections and how much just power there is behind it. Just, you know, make it a little more, I don't know, loving, <laughs> like, not so destructive, but I think, I think the way that we do that is just by us taking a little bit more responsibility for the resources that we're consuming and having awareness. Uh, that's, I guess that's where it starts. Just having an awareness Of the resources you're using and where that's coming from, you know, what, what that effect that has on, on the rest of the world, or, you know, even just the local community or yourself. I mean, I I, would start with yourself, what effect is having on you, and then that would resonate out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, okay, I want to kind of switch gears, though, because we've, we've gotten away from talking about your (laughs) metaphysical creations a little bit, which is fine. I mean, this is like. Definitely hardcore interverse doctrine, you're speaking, (laughs) man. Like, that's definitely the, the self responsibility thing. And, like, I don't want to go back to the jungle either. I think we could definitely shift a lot of what we have to turn this destructive caterpillar civilization into a butterfly. But back to, you know, methodologies for doing that, talking about crystals and the ability they have to actually make. Uh, our lives better and help us align with the forces the internal forces that we want and uh not the ones that we don't want so when it comes to crystals i'm curious if you can off the top of your head think of any like wild synchronicities or things that crystals did where it seemed like there was more going on than just a rock like it knew what it was doing because i've had them Disappear and show up, or like return to oh, me in yeah. crazy ways. You know, I'm curious about your experiences with that type of thing.
1: Yeah, I I've had. Um, I'll start with the one where you just said disappearing and showing up. That one, I used to have quartz where they would disappear, and they would disappear when my intentions were not going to strengthen my integrity or weren't going to strengthen my character. Uh, moving forward in that direction was basically harmful to me and they would disappear. And it, I didn't, you know, it hurt whenever I lost them cause I loved them and I would carry them everywhere. And, you know, they would disappear. And the first couple of times it happened, you know, I would just, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, so distraught about it. I mean, obviously it's a crystal, like I'll get over it, but I was upset that I had lost it. And then it dawned on me. And I was like, well, started thinking about situations when they were disappearing and it was when I was, you know, abusing a situation or a substance or something I wasn't using, I wasn't utilizing, um, things in the right way. So, and they were, they were telling me that, um, by leaving and then they would, they would show back up sometimes. Um, some of them, you know, never showed back up and maybe somebody else found it that needed that that crystal I mean uh, not maybe that's what happened and so though yeah that that really taught me a lot was just to listen to not only the crystals but just like you know your surroundings and and just being aware that goes back to awareness again and uh how even even like just objects will will do things if you're going in the right way or or destructive path so I thought that was, yeah, that was really, really, uh, really cool when that kind of stuff would happen. And I really, I really thought that was cool when that happened too. And it, it really helped me, uh, cut back on drinking too, a lot. I was drinking a lot for a bit and that's when they really started disappearing like quick. And uh, I was like, Oh my gosh, what is going on? And then I kind of had that revelation and then I slowed down on drinking and, you know, they stopped disappearing and, you know, I mean, you could say, well, yeah, you drink and then you you get crazy and then you don't remember anything. So of course you don't remember where you put your crystals. But I mean, I literally would have them in my hands and then like put it on the table and it would just be gone. Like that happened at a bowling alley one time. And that was kind of when it hit me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it, it was a little Marian quartz. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, how did this happen? I, like, my friend just gave it to me like two or three days ago. And then it's just like gone. And there was, <laughs> you know, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't even move. And I was like, well, this is why. I'm like, you're messing up, man. Like, check yourself. <laughs> and um, so that, that was, you yeah, know, that was, that was the revelation right there for that, how they kind of keep you in mental check and physical check. And then, uh, so another one where I just had like a really physical response to crystal. The first time I can really remember was we had done, I was traveling with lucid and we were in, I want to say Kansas city. Dean was doing lucid was doing one of the shows before Spangle, And it was at a theater that looks like the Fox theater. And uh, it was when Alex Gray and Allison Gray were traveling with Spangle. And one of my other friends, uh, Zach Downing, he was into paint with them during the show. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's so cool. And we were talking before we left. And, you know, they talked me into bringing some canvases and some paint and stuff like that. Um, so I, you know, if I had the opportunity, I could paint. And I was going to paint it. Um, Dean's show anyway. So I was going to paint at the lucid pre-show anyway. So I had everything. And then, so we end up showing up and, um, I walk in, we're early, we walk into the Spongle show to set up for everything. And I walk in and, and bring myself, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not really signed up for this. Um, some of my friends are painting. I'm friends with Lucy, you know, throwing out some names and, uh, <laughs> And uh he's like, Oh yeah, cool man. We'll just come over to the table and you know, I'll get you in and you can be part of the part of the the whole show. And I was just like so blown away and like so happy. I mean it was it was such a cool experience. I got to paint, you know, twenty feet away from from Alex and Allison and I got to meet them too before the show. So that was really cool. But after the show, we had this house that we had rented which was super cool there was beds that were on springs that were springing around they were on springs from the ceiling and we come to find out it was like a swinger's pad which was kind of funny but my friend Taj and Michael and they they do Reiki and they're healers and they charge crystals well they gave me a crystal and we had the, the jacuzzi all filled up with a bath bomb in there and I was just standing in it. I wasn't laying in it and they handed me this crystal and I just started shaking and like my whole body just started shaking. And I'm like, Whoa. And they were like, well, this is one of our, one of our crystals we've been charging the longest. This is one of our most powerful crystals we have. And that was the first time that a crystal had really physically jarred me. Like it had, it was physically moving and you know i'd give it back and my body would stop and i'd pick it up again and i would start shaking again and that was that was amazing Uh, because i had always believed in the energy behind crystals and the metaphysical aspects of it but i didn't have any physical evidence of it happening to me per se uh but when that happened i mean it was like okay well this is happening. <laughs> There's no denying that it's doing something to me. So that was really cool. Uh, those, are, those are the big ones.
0: Yes. Uh, that's exactly the stuff I was looking for. Like I knew you had some in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got, I got a few, I got a few. I got stores for years. <laughs>
0: in the process of doing like energy work and Reiki and using selenite for that, yep. I've actually felt it vibrate in my hands right. like a cell phone. Right. And the other person I was working with felt it vibrate like that against their body or whatever. And so, yeah, there's definitely something can go on there. And, and maybe when you're standing in the, the water, that's part of improving the conductivity of the situation, I think, and gra- like grounding it because water is definitely like a grounding agent. So... Yeah. You maybe were, maybe that shaking was like an extreme discharge of built up metaphysical gunk yeah, it was that something. the crystal was helping you <laughs> get out. Something like that. I don't know, but that's a great experience. I, I like the guys you're talking about. I'd be really happy to talk to any of them on the show probably will in the, in the future. Yeah, I'm sure they'd, love because
1: that
0: too. they'd have even weirder stories than either of us, I bet, because they are kind of full time on the healer right. thing. And that's, Very, that's very admirable and interesting, an interesting path to be walking. I'm sure maybe since we're on the subject of crystals, I'd like to know if anybody has ever reported back to you that some kind of effect was going on with jewelry they got from you, or if maybe you put intentional combinations of stones and uh, mental projection into a piece before and seen it have the desired effect.
1: Yeah. So Uh, one of my friends, uh, he actually, he's, I met him at Mo Roots and he was having really bad anxiety. And so I I was making these black tourmaline pieces, uh, pendants. And so I was like, well, you know, these are really good for anxiety and grounding. And so he picked one up off of me and he said he was wearing it and, you know, he, he got back at me within a week and was like, Oh my gosh, Brandon, and like this has totally changed my day-to-day habits. And he said, you know, it, it, it was really helping him. And, you know, I think him believing in, in the stone too. And I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was a really big one. And anytime anybody comes in and, I'm doing a fair or an event or a festival or anything and I have some workout, I'll always, you know, I don't push like a certain piece on anybody and I'll, I'll tell them, well, you know, you know, make sure to pick them up. Like, you know, people come to come in, sometimes they're afraid to pick stuff up. Like, Oh, please pick it up, play with it. See what speaks to you because certain stones will speak to certain people and you know, your body will tell you what you need. You know, if you're hungry, Like you need nutrition, you're going to get hungry. You're going to go eat food. Like it's as basic as that. Whereas, you know, you, you have an ailment, um, or you, you have something wrong with you, then your body's going to tell you what you need. You just have to listen to it. And so I always make that a habit to make sure that people know when they walk in that they should be picking stuff up and touching things and whether they walk out with something or not. Is I mean really irrelevant whether they need like maybe they don't need that much energy right now or that big of a fix right now, but uh, just them interacting with so many different pieces and if they pick something up and it it resonates with them, you know, I mean maybe they'll they'll, uh, they'll connect with that again or you know maybe that's all they needed for the moment. So I think that's really important to interact with the pieces before they before
0: anyone actually wants one for themselves unless unless someone wants to buy one online because i think right someone listening right now that might not have the chance to ever come see you in person right, right they could check out your website and you could probably have a kind of visceral emotional reaction to a, a piece of brandon's without having to physically hold it yeah, i exactly. think if you're like if you're paying attention you're like looking at it and trying to feel like does this feel like something i need right and maybe there might be something on there that you do feel like you need. And the best part about it is it's going to look really badass <laughs> when you wear it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's part of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And they can always, you know, people can always contact me. I mean, I'm very open for, I have my phone number on all my cards and on my website and email and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, I'm very accessible for people asking questions. If I don't have an answer um, within the group of, people that I know and that know me. I mean, there's, there's no unanswered questions. I feel, uh, we just have such a great group of people that I've, I've found that have found me. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, there's, there's so much information that's, that's available
0: right now. I'll make a kind of dumb analogy, (laughs) but in video games, (laughs) in video games, a lot of times your character has equipment that you can put on And sometimes if you don't have like a magical necklace to equip to your character, there's just nothing there. You're missing out on potential powers that you could be having. A little Skyrim (laughs) action. Yeah, look at your life, your body like that and uh, treat your body with not the reverence that you treat a video game character, but with the reverence you treat like a temple that you're trying to bring the divine into and so when you're wearing beautiful, unique, handmade, intentionally created things, and that goes for clothing too, not just jewelry. Yeah. You know, mass-produced clothing does not is not raiment befitting a godling in training.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, the energy <laughs> so, going into the cloth. It's just like you know, by like eating mass-produced meat, like the all that toxic energy and all those toxic chemicals. I think you talked about that on the on Jamie's one where. You know, you're taking yeah. all that stress hormone, but it's the same concept. I mean, any, everything has, has some kind of consciousness in it. So it's, it's all pulling all that energy into it. So having good intention when it's being made and, and the piece having intention itself, just even having a real intention behind it besides just to be sold is so important, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, you know, I mean, and I always go back to food for that idea. You know I mean? That's why it's so important to eat like well-grown food or, or well-raised food uh, because of that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a huge part of my thing is making a piece of art that is more than that. And uh, that's what I do with my clothing line too is I print them from wood blocks that I carve and I roll ink on them. And then I hand print every single one And uh, that's called By the People, which I don't have out right now um, just because I haven't had a space to print them. They take like two to three weeks to dry. but um, And that was all about bringing back the symbols, the information behind symbols and the knowledge behind symbols because we wear a lot of symbols and it just becomes kind of cliche. Like we don't know what any of those symbols mean anymore. They're just like cool. It's just like a cool statement. But that symbol has power behind it if people know what that knowledge is, if they know what the meaning is, that's really powerful. I mean, if you know what the meaning of a word is and you say it, it means a lot more than if you're just saying a word over and over and you don't know what it means, it's, it doesn't have any effect on you. So that was, that's a huge part. That's been a huge part of anything that I make that I've ever made as far as an artist is it always has a meaning and it always has knowledge in it. And it's about spreading that knowledge to the people that need it the most, um, or you know, yeah, yeah, spreading it.
0: <laughs> really beautifully said, man. I'm totally on the same mission as you are, and totally different means too. I mean, sometimes I even create stuff where I don't have intention behind it other than to just open up and like flow and see what happens. Oh, but that turns into. You know, but then the symbols that come out still end up having meaning as well. And back to the symbols having power, I think that's a really big thing to realize. I I tried to kind of touch on that in the intro, but there's a positive aspect to it. But then there's a real negative aspect to it as well, where your unconscious actually knows the meaning of archetypes and symbols intrinsically. And so if your conscious mind doesn't know but your unconscious mind is still perceiving them as, as symbols are littered throughout corporate logos and, and art throughout cities. And basically the controllers of society tell us everything that they're doing to us and to the planet through symbolism, through media In a very overt way, if you can decode it, and it doesn't even take that much training to start learning symbol literacy. Well, the disadvantage is you're basically giving your consent by unconsciously knowing what it means, but not consciously saying no to it. So just like you need to consciously know what a crystal does and say yes to it to amplify its power. So like a symbol literacy is a big deal and understanding what it is we're wearing on our bodies and maybe changing what we're wearing to not have like a Dr Pepper logo on it or something—it <laughs> it seems like a small thing, but it's a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I mean, symbols also, you know, meanings change over time too. So you know, they change depending on the
0: time. So I'll just say that you get sort of psychic immunity from the negative mind control aspects of. Symbols and culture—the more you know about them, it's actually something worth studying. Yeah, and, I agree. I don't know—you can you can tackle that study from a bunch of different perspectives. Whether you like look into Jungian psychology or the tarot, or just basic uh, just Google symbol literacy or something like that—you know, you'll you'll find something. And just it's really about opening a crack in the door for your mind to start seeing things symbolically because. Like we just said, your unconscious mind really knows what the symbols mean. So if you're opening the door to trying to decode symbolism around you and use positive symbolism in what you're doing, then you're going to kind of intuitively start to gain the both the self-defense and the self-esteem that using symbolism does.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, right, when you, if you really open yourself up, I mean, it's amazing how much knowledge can come so fast. Uh I, I know that's when I first started finding like psychedelics way back in the day is uh, that was what drew me to that so much is cause man, I was learning so much so fast. It was, it was mind boggling and I was just so amazed at all the information that I was getting. And that was always the, that was always the point to going into uh, like a trip was I was coming out with, I was going in with questions, or maybe not, but I was always coming out with information.
0: Yeah, it's like we've done this before, and you can tap in through a bunch of different ways to knowledge that you've gained in previous go rounds. I would say, and like for me, actually playing with crystals back to that was how I started unlocking a lot of my intuitive energy awareness and kind of even like some superpowers actually, because we've all got all right. them. Oh, and- yeah. We can heal ourselves and each other in our own unique right. ways. But yeah, it's opening that door, opening the channel. But we got like five minutes left before the end of the oh, free cool. show. So let's let's circle back around to talking about your creations. Tell people a little bit about what they can find on your website again, like the variety of things, where like what kind of deals you might possibly be doing coming up for the holidays. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. Coupon codes. I want to send people there because Really, like I was saying with the video game analogy, if you don't have like a badass amulet made by (laughs) a real wizard or made by yourself, that incorporates some sort of intention and stone and crystal that you resonate with. You're missing out on a possible big battery booster, I think, in your life. So, yeah, Brandon's website is the place to go right now if you're wondering about that or want to hook somebody up with that as a gift.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's thirdeyejewelry.com. And I have everything from rings, which I work in copper and silver. uh, Pendants, so copper and silver again. I have bracelets. I have hat pins and coat pins. Um, And the hat pins and coat pins are honeycomb. And so they're honeycomb from my beehives that I actually... Take out and then I plate them in, oh, in copper so there's the bee DNA in the middle of those which is really cool because you know hopefully it doesn't happen but if the bees ever go extinct extinct we have uh, bee DNA kind of engulfed in there so that's really cool and you're getting the the bee, bee energy it's it's important to uh, kind of support the bee community so a lot of that money you know goes to help keep up the hives and get more hives and uh keep the bee population up you know so and then i have some glass stuff i'm working with some artists uh brian michael out of st louis and john holloway out of st louis as well uh so we have you know some spoons and chillums uh we'll be getting some more stuff up too soon um some of your dab stuff and then the thing i've really been pushing recently is the sunglasses i'm coating the sunglasses and copper and adding stones. So, I mean, you can even hit me up for custom pairs. And so getting the crystals on your head is huge, huge for frequency. Uh, some of my friends who work with stones a lot, um, I've put, you know, moldavite on pairs before and they're like, man, you're crazy for putting that on there just cause of how much energy it has. And, uh, I also do like magic wands, uh, for Reiki and healing. So some of them have very specific purposes. I've been doing like little little pistols that I've been making out of upcycled all the copper stuff electroform is all upcycled copper too. so I'm not like wasting anything new. it's all it's all old stuff, which is good. So yeah, you can find all that at jewelry dot com. I'm always down to do you know custom stuff and yeah, I do everything. Jewelry, paintings. I'll have the clothing company up by the people up again next year because I actually just found a space today to hold my studio in for that. So that's awesome. So, yeah, if you guys have any questions ever, you know, feel free to go on my site. You know, I have Facebook, Brandon Arnold, Instagram, Brandon Arnold Art, Uh, Twitter is the same, Brandon Arnold Art. If you just Google Third Eye Jewelry, Brandon Arnold, it comes up as a business. Yeah, I'm, I'm available. I'm available. Hit me up if you have any questions or, yeah, just want to talk. I'm in the studio, you know, 80 hours a week working on stuff. So this is what I do, baby. Out here to help. <laughs>
0: Much love. Thanks for listening. And, I'd really love it if you made this like the first time ever that after I put out an episode of the of Interverse that the artist actually saw like a surge of sales and support because it's not like you're not buying junk. You're buying something that's going to be like a meaningful, valuable heirloom type item. So I I don't usually try to like sell other people's stuff for them, but I really want these creations out in the world probably not as much as Brandon wants them out in your hands too. So yeah, go check out his <laughs> website. Thank you for being on. This has been awesome. It flew by. I knew we'd have a great time.
1: Thank you. Yeah. This is, this is an honor, man. And yeah, I love all you guys out there. Thanks for listening too. and uh, yeah, keep in touch. Please follow, follow everything, you know? Absolutely. It's all about the love.
0: Yeah. Show Brandon some love online. If you don't buy something, at least comment and be like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen or, or whatever. But <laughs> But all right, guys, we'll see you on the other side. Plus members, much love, everybody. it my friends we've reached the end of another episode of course I want to thank Brandon again for being with us and for living such an awesome life and sharing it with us I've really felt the power of how small ships can take you to vastly different places over time the metaphor I always like to think of is if you were a ship captain out at sea and you decided to change your course by just one degree and you kept on sailing for hundreds of miles, it wouldn't be long before you were in a really different location than where you were originally headed, even though you barely changed course. So if that's true about life in general, and just a small change can actually bring about a huge difference, then why wouldn't crystal jewelry be a good idea? I mean, even if the metaphysical power or properties of these things is only minimal, perhaps that minimal amount of extra energy is really all you need to feel better feel good enough, or whatever the case may be that you're trying to achieve. And I really think Brandon's jewelry in particular could actually be that special tool that you need to at least feel like you're kicking ass. (laughs) And that's half the battle. Yeah, you might say that crystal power is imaginary, but isn't all of our power from our imaginations to begin with? We talked a lot about that type of awareness, how having awareness of the fact that you're okay or you're good actually makes you more good. You can activate your own placebo effect. I really liked the amount of awareness-oriented conversation we had this talk. <laughs> I'm really trying to be more aware of myself, especially revolving around talking, because I'm just the most crazy interrupter you've ever known. I'm finding that when I'm editing my podcast, I keep starting every time that I speak with, yeah, yeah. I start with, yeah. This just totally unconscious. And I also tend to mimic the vocal quirks of whoever I'm speaking to. If they say, you know, a lot or they say, um, in a certain way, I start doing it. It's really weird. I just am that way. I'm just kind of a, a natural mimic. <laughs> so I have to pay attention to how my voice sounds to not make it totally monotone, too. I think letting my meditation practice slip probably affects this and makes it worse because that's like the number one awareness building tool in my arsenal. I want to do better, though, because paying more attention adds to the creative energy I'm putting into the show. So does the editing, which will hopefully help it bring more energy to you guys, the audience. And awareness practices can really improve your memory because you're actually paying attention. It's just like in class. If you're not going to remember what happened if you're on your phone. Well, you're not going to remember what happened throughout your day if you're mostly on your phone and you're not really paying attention in the present moment either. And then you're going to be like older and go, God, I can't even remember my 20s. I feel like all I did was look at Facebook. I'm not saying you're like that. I'm not really like that, at least not with Facebook, but I definitely am a phone slave. And the other thing that you might be remembering more if you practice a little bit of enhanced awareness is dreams. I guess Brandon has a lot of crazier dreams than the average person, and that was fun to discuss. So what else we talked about in the plus extension, which you can get by going to patreon.com forward slash interverse or checking out the show notes. I wanted to go into some of the second hour's topics for you guys. We kicked off the plus extension talking about a really cool, but I guess subjective personal synchronicity between me and Brandon that actually led him to come onto the show, which is awesome. We discussed mental tools to stay grounded and stones like black tourmaline and the excitement when a creation finds its perfect owner, the importance of putting proper value on your art and a positive perspective about money, why focusing on staying stoked about life makes the opportunities flow and the uncool events much easier. We talked about how you can learn anything from anywhere if you're asking yourself how your inner and outer experiences relate. That's a really big one. That's back to the awareness thing. You can really find out a lot about yourself by trying to figure out the correlation between your inner thoughts and your outer experience. And really, it's not even that hard of a puzzle to crack usually, (laughs) just pay attention. We talked about what it looks like to be constantly inspired and being a truly full-time artist, even in your dreams. And the possibility that stress from not living your intended life could actually be suppressing your dreams. Brandon really made it clear that he gets excited about what he does every day and that's the most powerful way to manifest your life. And I totally agree. That excitement goes back into that creating the intentional placebo effect. It's a really big deal. We also discussed diversifying your artistic outlets and how having a variety of different creative hobbies can end up actually giving you a convergence between skills that you didn't know would tie together. And you wind up having a very unique set of things to offer the world and creative manifestation powers. And we talked about plenty other stuff, including symbolic literacy, which ends up being Kind of a staple topic for me because I think the more that we can get literate with symbols, the better we become as artists because that opens the door to new creative expression. But it also keeps the door closed to psychic attacks or mind control because you understand how symbols might manipulate yourself or people. And we're not going to use them to manipulate people, but manipulate and nudge into a certain type of awareness. They're not the same thing. Really, all you can do for another being is help them reduce their own ignorance By showing them something, telling them something, if they don't listen, they don't look, that's fine. It's not exactly the same as Madison Avenue mind control ads that get you to go out and buy a Big Mac when you know that's poison. So getting better at understanding how shapes, colors, sounds, and archetypes can play into controlling our minds, literally, it really does help to keep us on the path of doing what it is we want and not what we don't. Not that unhealthy habits are permanent character defects. They're not. They're really an attempt to release or dampen the intensity of the infinite creative energy that we all possess. So the stronger your urge towards unhealthy habits, the more you're repressing that bioenergetic flow, perhaps. And just consider opening the door, a teeny tiny crack to doing something creative and fun just for you. That's only your way of doing it. You know, it doesn't matter the product or if it looks like what someone else does. It's just about keeping yourself engaged in a conversation with your unconscious so that it can teach you through a much easier and gentler means than having crazy sort of negative events bounce back at you in your physical life because you're not listening to your inner voice because that does happen. Anyway, it's been a fun podcast. I'm really happy that you guys are here with me. And I'm going to put a coupon code in the notes for the people on Interverse Plus Plus. So that's something that Brandon offered at the end of the extension, only for you subscribers. So make sure and check that out. Go look in the show notes for that coupon code if you're on Plus. Sign up at Patreon if you're not, and you can get a really large discount for the next coming month on Brandon's Third Eye Jewelry store with that coupon code. I hope, like I said at the beginning, that you actually went and checked it out because it was a really, really beautiful website. And there's so much unique, really funky, cool metal crystal glasses shades jewelry pipes everything man well not everything but a lot of stuff he's doing it he's really doing it he's also a painter really can't fault this guy i think he might be living the dream to the fullest i'm really appreciating how we got to connect in this podcast and that he came on under pretty short notice striking while the iron's hot kind of like we discussed at the beginning of the show thanks again for listening And before we go, I'd like to give a few shout-outs that are due to brand-new Interverse Plus members. I cannot thank you guys enough with words. My best attempt at gratitude will be to keep pumping out good content in the Plus extensions and in the free show. Shout-out and infinite thanks to you, Kurt Dickinson, Fractal Farm. That was a cool username that you chose. Also, thank you, Sharon Marie Carlson. Both of them not only signed up, but did it at... A higher level membership than you would normally need just to get the plus episodes which means they legitimately are wanting to put some energy towards this podcast and help it grow also thank you Colin pimp another subscriber that I didn't get a shout out to last month even though he was due one so I'll do it now Colin's also a good buddy of mine thank you guys and I'm really happy to have you on board plus because I really don't want to make it for just a handful of people. Not that it's not worth it to make it for just a handful of people. But I really do think it's some of the best content that we get going in these conversations because we're warmed up. I mean, it almost seems like, duh, the second half would be better than the first half. We've got all this foundation that we've been talking about, and now we're getting into the deep end. So that's what we do on Interverse Plus. We double your pleasure, double your fun. You get twice as much podcast conversation with the guest of the week. And by being a member, you've got an archive of all the past Plus episodes and their wonderful extensions, as well as some access to other exclusive things that you can only get through Patreon. I do hope you check it out. Only five bucks a month for Plus, guys. Do me a Christmas miracle and I'll sign up. (laughs) But seriously, if we can get more of you on Plus, then I can start getting some better equipment. And then once I've got better microphones and things like that to make the show sound as nice as possible... Then we'll move on to maybe even hiring somebody as a regular audio engineer to do the editing. Take that off my plate because it's not that I mind doing it, but it does keep me from making other forms of art at this time because I'm just really busy with a 9 to 5. So really, we'd also be supporting another person who's doing something creative if more of you get on Plus and we could hire that audio engineer. Or maybe one of you guys out there wants to maybe kick in some help on that. I don't know. The more time that I can put towards getting interviews and not editing, the more interviews we can get out and more shows we can have. So really supporting the show on plus is going to help it grow and sound better and make me feel a little more comfortable about all the work I put into the plus extensions because there's more people benefiting from it. Thanks again to our new plus subscribers. You guys rock. And don't forget if you are looking to join, then you go to patreon.com forward slash interverse and you will find all the appropriate information to become a member. Support your favorite podcast. I do put a lot of time into this and just like we talked about with Brandon, you got to value your own creation. So that's why I can't give away the whole thing for free. Although I definitely love being able to put out a free hour for you guys because I think this type of information is empowering and really good for anybody that's got an open mind and is looking to expand their creative consciousness And that's it for me, guys. I love you all. Big appreciation from my heart that you're checking out the podcast. Sincerely hope that like me, even though it's difficult to stop doing bullshit, that's not good for you, that you're trying. I'm trying and that we're all seeking to find our personal creative path that can lead us to a happier, more fulfilled and healthier life. For me, I'm thinking podcasting is that but I don't want to rest on my laurels and just think I've got it all figured out now that I'm podcasting. There's plenty of other things that I know would be helpful for me to be practicing, including stuff like meditation that I skipped this morning and the morning before and the morning before that. Anyway, I think the key is to try to take bite-sized chunks of these ideas and practices and not try to do it all at once. It really helps if you just give yourself an easy goal and shoot for that. Make it really easy to feel like you win. And with drawing, maybe that means you draw 10 minutes a day and anything over that is extra or with meditation, five minutes a day. But if you do longer, great. You could journal and say, I'm only going to write three sentences a day and that's all I have to do. And the pressure is really low because that's not very much and it doesn't sort of loom overhead all day when you haven't done it. And then you'll typically do more than you actually set out to. So that works for working out as well. Just get yourself to the gym or whatever. Do that thing that you know you've been putting off that helps you get stronger. I hope that I can do it. The reason I'm going on like this is because I need to hear it. (laughs) I need to do the things that make me stronger. So anyway, I think we can all do it together. You guys are beautiful. Much love. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to Third Eye Jewelry, to Patreon, to be a plus member for Interverse, and... Also, the episode music by Drum Spider. That's one word, Drum Spider with a Y. Been super stoked on this guy since a friend showed it to me earlier in the week. And it's just the right kind of fusion hybrid music that I absolutely adore. So, thanks for being with me, guys. I absolutely adore y'all. And we'll be back real soon with another fantastic episode, I hope. I mean, they're always fantastic, so I guess I don't have to hope. For now, I'll talk to y'all later.